welcome all back. And tonight we have really uh, a, a special guest. I'm going to first start by introducing everyone knows Justin. Hello, hello. And um, it's interesting that I got onto this thing when we started with Morgan's show and people were calling out for dad and kind of liked the way that I thought maybe you do, maybe you don't anymore. <laughs> and um, so Justin is, you know, obviously on the show a lot, but now it's really great that we have Jason. And what makes Jason uh, so special is Jason is the creator of, or co-creator of Justin. So this, this is, is true. This is uh, Justin's dad. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So we actually got to spend some time today, had a great day. We did some fun stuff. Yes, and we did. As, as Jason you know, will we'll find, we are obviously not prepped on any of this stuff. We don't know what's going to come our way. So this is all blind, as long as he knows the rules. And we should also mention the socks of the day. We are honoring Seattle, Washington. Oh, wow. Uh, today. So That's these very are, nice. Oh, yeah. They're quite, quite. I see the space needle right there. Yes. There it is. Yes. All right. Are you ready to take it on? I think we're good to go. Let's go. So at first we have we actually have an update from a prior episode. So this one says, "Hey Jerry, this is an update for a previous write-in I had. I was the girl writing about my fiance that was making unnecessary and condescending comments. Well, I took your advice and decided to sit down and have a conversation that was a bit more serious and word things the way you had when you gave your advice." So I sat him down and laid it out. He instantly apologized and said he would stop making the comments. He said that his new job is extremely stressful and things at work have been absolutely awful lately. He then said he had no real excuse for why he spoke that way to me. I told him that I would like to explore the idea of couples therapy and did explain that I would not allow or tolerate this treatment in the future. He agreed to this and apologized profusely. Since then, he has not been snappy with me and back to his old self. Thank you, Jerry and Morgan, for your help. Ah, uh, that's nice. wonderful to hear. Nice. So I thought we'd start off with that. It's our first update. We would like more, so please send. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, here we go. Okay. Dads. All right. Hi, podcast dad. Just wanted to start off with saying my nine-month-old daughter and I love your podcast we listen in the car, and your voice keeps her from screaming. Anyway, I've been having some trouble getting help from my husband. I am a 22 female, and he is 28 male. Our daughter is nine months old. So here we go. Up until a few weeks ago, he worked a crazy job and was on call all the time. He would be gone at least 12 hours a day and had about an hour-long commute because of this. I let a lot of things slide. I let him sleep in not help out at all with the house and baby. Now he has a 9-to-5 and a 15-20 minute commute. But he's still keeping up these habits. He lays in bed for 20-30 to 30 minutes in the morning while I'm up with the baby. He barely helps her when I get home. I'm lucky to get to shower every other day, and when I do, it's 15 minutes with him sitting outside the bathroom with her. He won't change diapers either. 
He gets annoyed I don't want to have sex with him after she's asleep. I've tried to express that I need help and a break, and he tells me I'm always complaining about being a stay-at-home mom, even though that's what I wanted. I do want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I'm on the clock 24-7 right now, and it's hurting me emotionally and physically, and it's hurting our relationship. It was never like this before the baby. On top of it all, I had a traumatic birth and have chronic nerve pain from it, so I'm not getting a break and I'm in pain 24-7. Any advice to get him to understand what I need without getting defensive or telling me I'm complaining? Also to add, baby is exclusively breastfed, never has, won't take a bottle, so he's never even had to get up at night with her. Thank you for reading my rambling. Well, Dad... <laughs> well, I mean, this one is so clear to me. Okay, let's let it rip. It's a partnership. So look, if you're going to choose to have the child, you've got to agree that it's a partnership. And I remember in my situation with Justin, we had an agreement. And that agreement was if Justin started to squawk in that crib, uh, anytime at 2 a.m. or later, it was on me. One fifty-nine or earlier... It was on his mom. And you best believe sometimes it was 2.01. And I pretended to be asleep or tried to be asleep, and that elbow would come across. And I just knew. It's a partnership. Um, I understand the stresses of the previous job, but that's changed. He's got to step up. It's time to step up. She's sharing the load. And actually, I mean, even Justin was bottle-fed, so it was a little easier um, she's sharing too much of the load right now. I agree. Everything that Jason said is right on the mark. I'm, I'm staying with him on that one. I also think that um, when you get to the part when you're going to have a conversation with him, it's important that you uh, approach it as his mate and not his mom. So ragging on him, it will become ineffective and will actually um, derail what you're trying to do. So the way that Jason just delivered it was perfect. You know, it is a partnership. And if you have the discussion such as, I think that will be successful for you. And um, let's not go, go down the road. If, if it doesn't, let's just stay optimistic that you're going to have to just make it non-negotiable. Yeah, we've got to decide we're in this together. Yeah, and if he's not, then here, here's this ticket. But right. there's no excuse. and. How can he imagine you want to be intimate with with somebody? And this is a really good point. Maybe you should hear this this coming from us. How can he expect someone to want to be intimate with him when he's not supporting her in in every every aspect to show that he really does love her and he appreciates everything that she's doing, and that you're not just a fixture? So um, absolutely, that's absolutely. the way I the see basic, this. The basic basic needs aren't being taken care of. The rest of that's not coming. And this is coming from two guys that have raised you know have been dad. I mean, right. I raised three and you've raised one and mm -hmm. it's just the way it is. I know with Morgan, no different. I was up at first, first sign of a, of, of a cry. I was there and I took it proudly and I enjoyed it. It was, yeah. it was time for me to spend with her. So I, 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 I think that, uh, once he figures that out, maybe he'll enjoy those moments too. Yeah. And there's a degree of prioritization, just like you're describing. I mean, when, again, when you're choosing to, have that child, mm -hmm. you both have to lean in and you have right. to lean in equally and relationships are tough. I mean, you've, they've got to work on them too, themselves. 
they've got to prioritize that child. If it's not 50-50 there, the rest of the thing isn't going to work. Correct. We have people coming to the studio that are, you know, recent, have recent newborns or, or newly parents. And that I think it's like the greatest test of a partnership or a relationship because it will get you to the point where you are sleep deprived. You get down to your last nerve, but it's kind of comes with what you sign up for. And I was trying to find the stat. I mean, I, I thought I heard a stat once where it was like, you lose a ridiculous amount of sleep in the first couple of years. And one of these is saying on average, each new parent loses staggering 109 minutes of sleep every night. One says 40 minutes. One says, I don't, they're, they're all kind of all over, all over the place, but I think you, yeah, you signed up for it. You committed and now you actually have to commit. Yeah. He, he he will adjust, and this is what life is going to be. You're in the game. This is the way it's played I now. so agree. And Jerry, you're so right. The approach is everything. If it's an attack mode, it will only get worse. That divide that exists today will get worse. If you go into it with an empathetic point of view mm -hmm. for both sides, it will get better. I agree. Beautiful. Love it. Great first story. How are we feeling? All good. We're okay. great. Perfect. Cheers. Well, cheers. It's all about the baby at this point. Mm -hmm. He'll have a good time. This is his time to be with his with his child. True. This is fantastic. That's the other thing too. You blink, you blink, and five years goes, and you blink again, and another fifteen years goes. We blinked. Look at this. And I know it. <laughs> and and I cherish now every minute that I had mm -hmm. because it goes fast. Yeah, I remember when Morgan was, you know, she was a year and a half and we used to play a thing called where's the baby and she'd sit on my shoulder and i'd say where's the baby and then she would take her head and pop it down in front of my head <laughs> <laughs> and it's those moments of just including the diaper changes and getting up in the middle of the yeah. night they were just they were just great great moments right so dad um hear us loud hear us proud this is this is time you don't want to miss. Boy, that's so important because in the moment, is it tough? Yep. Yep. Are you tired? Yes. But what you and I can can do that may be difficult for a younger couple is look back yeah. and reflect today on how precious that time was because it doesn't last long. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. Well, we appreciate it. I guess we'll understand it one day. <laughs> and and we'll sit back and, and sleep. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, we will. But we'll buy lots of noisy toys. And, <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. what grandparents do. That's right. All right. Moving right along. Here we go. Round two. One of my really good friends has been seeing this guy for about a year now. He lives about an hour and a half away. But he won't make her his girlfriend. But he tells her he loves her. For reference, apparently his mom thinks that they are both too immature, female 20 and male 19. He has been in relationships before where he has been treated badly. However, his mom knows this and says he would be better with that person. He often takes ages to reply and purposely ignores her and never takes responsibility when he is in the wrong. When it comes to making effort, he lacks making new plans, etc. But... Whenever she brings it up, he just says, if you want to leave me, why don't you just do it? I've told her slash given her my advice on how she could do so much better, and it seems that he won't change. 
She's given him so many chances, and every time I try to point out his red flags, she justifies them by saying how he was treated in past relationships or it's her fault, which he obviously shouldn't have jumped into anything else if he isn't ready for it. What shall I do? I want to be there for my friend, but this is making her so upset all the time. This thing's got complicated dynamics. I mean, first of all, it's the, there's the peanut gallery effect here. Mm-hmm. Always easier on the outside looking in to render opinions. So do we actually have the full story here, or is it biased a bit based upon the friendship that she has? Uh, because I'd like to understand a little bit more about the other side. Now, what I don't like to hear in this is uh, the deliberate in not returning calls or texts or whatever it is. There's something sketchy about that. And look, are we in a relationship or we're not? Are we boyfriend, girlfriend, or are we not? There's something funny that I can't quite calculate right now on, look, I love you, et cetera, but, but you're not my girlfriend? I mean, there's something not quite adding up there, and I'm just wondering how much of this is a bit biased based upon the friend and her probably desire to have her friend be happy. I don't know that we have the full picture. And, and, and when I, what I look at, you can't tell your girlfriend what to do and, and because she's going to, de- the more that you're going to attack, the more she's going to defend. The, the more that you just play, hey, this is, you know, you, this is the bed you want to make. Hey, knock yourself out. Because that will say more to her without getting into the drama of her having to defend this guy and, and all these emotions which she may be going through, going through, which may be fiction in the first place. We have no concept of this stuff. Right. I was visiting um, uh, with my son and some friends of theirs, and I was hearing stuff you know, that was going on. I thought to myself, does the other person know that they're actually dating? Right. Because the whole thing sounds and I hate to use the word too juvenile. So if, if you want to be, you want to be a friend, be a friend for her to, to be there and support her, but don't give advice because you don't get the whole story. You're only getting her, her version of this and you're better off just saying, Hey, you want to go out tonight? We're going to, you're not going out with Dave, hang out with me. Yeah. And that, that's where I really, and, and let them on their own figure out their, their relationship be your friend. You're there for her, but trying to get in, in in between them and define this because it's just. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't be, see it. Just be there. I mean, I remember. Friend. I remember being. I guess nineteen's a little younger, but I remember being this age and being single and dating and kind of going through all that. And it's. I think at times it's at that age it's hard to define a relationship it's hard to really be clear about your intentions early on I think no matter who I met I was always pretty good friends with them Mm -hmm. it was never like this super shady player type mentality it's more like you have certain relationships with people and friendships and some turn into other things but it's just yeah it comes down to is this like, are we together exclusively right? or not? Because at that age, it can be so crazy because I think some people meet people then and it works. Sure. But I also think in my perspective, I would have been 
still too young. I think there's so much that changes between that and your mid-20s. But through these experiences, I think is what builds you up to be able to have more serious relationships later on. You have to kind of go through these situations to then realize, what the good here's what are. I like, here's what's supposed to happen, here's what's not, and you kind of grow from that. The, when, you, when, when you're with a man, if you're a woman and you're with a man or a man with a man, or a woman, whatever the relationship right. would be, you have that intimacy of that friendship and the fun and everything that grows with it. You guys know where you're at. There's, yeah, there's exactly. No, there's no question when you when you have the right combination. And look, 19 and 20, you're just, Justin was correct. You're just getting to know what the dating world really encompasses and what a relationship's going to involve. Take your time, pace yourself, see what it is. I mean, I've always said that in, in, in early in any relationship, all bets are off until you say I do. They may be seeing you. They may be going out with somebody else. You guys should be honest about it. There's no, no lying about it. And then when it, when it becomes just you guys, you'll know on your own. You won't right even on. have to say anything. Transparency and communication are so key. Oh, and if it. you're going to be a friend, I think you nailed it, Jerry. If you're going to be a friend, be a friend. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. You want to talk about it? Great. You want to ask me for advice? Great. Otherwise, let's go hang out. And, and I'm, I'm just here to help and support you. You never know outside looking in. You couldn't possibly understand. And the other interesting dynamic is at that age, the maturity advancement of a, a man or a woman is very different. Oh, absolutely. That's the other dynamic. And so that's advancing at a, at a different pace. But you know, we were talking about this a little earlier today. And ultimately what the relationships in the years bring you is wisdom. Mm-hmm. You learn what you want, you learn what you don't want. And that trial and error piece is actually quite important, but be a friend, but but don't get too involved. You guys will figure it out if you just, just don't put any titles on it, just enjoy each other's company, and it will all come naturally. It just, it's the way it, it rolls into it. And if you're not meant to be, you'll know that too. And as the friend on the sidelines, maybe you just... Let your friend figure it out. Let right. Because if you don't get the chance to figure it out, maybe you never will. It's easy to cast stones from the sideline. Alrighty. Okay. Okay. Hey, guys. The situation I have going on is hard and heavy since it involves my one-year-old son. I, 26 female, and my now ex, 25 male, were in a relationship for eight years. We met in Colorado and took a big step in our relationship and moved to Arizona. During that time, we bought a home with his family and had our beautiful son. Sadly, our relationship ended during my pregnancy in November 2019, but due to COVID, I ended up staying in the house with him and his family. In June 2020, we had our son and we continued to raise and care for our son as if nothing had changed and never broke up, which made everything confusing. This last week, we finally decided to officially end it, and now we're trying to figure out our co-parenting situation. My family is back in Colorado, and when I informed them about the situation, they were furious about me not wanting to move back right away. They told me I should be selfish in this decision, as he was the one to end the relationship to begin with, that my son also deserves a relationship with them, and that I'm only wanting to say in Arizona with the hope we get back together. 
I'm trying my best to make the best decision for not only myself, but for our son who will be affected by it the most. My ex wants us to be as 50-50 as possible since he wants to maintain a relationship with his son. He's even willing to have us both fly back and forth between states to maintain as healthy as a relationship as possible from a distance if that's what I need. I personally feel like this would become hard on our son with the constant traveling. I'm not exactly sure what to do and need some insight on this as I've never dealt with a co-parenting situation or know what's fair and how I should go about everything. Sorry about any mispronunciation or run-on sentences. I'm doing this through my phone. Boy, what's so interesting about this, we just talked about the importance of partnership. Mm -hmm. It's also important that we remember that little kiddos, after not very much time, are extremely intuitive, and they understand what's going on more than sometimes we do as parents. I agree. And there can be a really ugly outcome in overworking for a 50-50 partnership because the fights or the disagreements or even the looks or uh, the nonverbals can inform the child of things that we don't intend. This is a tough one because I'm all for partnership, but but th those kiddos are quite intuitive. I, I, I heard and thought that the, the word tough one came out as well in my brain. First thing I was thinking. Um, it, it's evident that money apparently is not an issue in this family. And if she, and I, we, we, I don't, I certainly, I can't say about you and, and you, but I certainly can't tell you to go to Arizona or stay in Colorado. That's not a decision I don't think anyone can make other than you. And your processing of what is best for you is really important too. Uh, it's great that you want to sacrifice for your son. Parents do. We, we sacrifice for our children. But you also have to do what's healthy for you. So right now, being in Arizona with his family, if you can find employment or a life there, which it's going to involve somebody else, and you want to make your home in Arizona, then, and then you guys can have that dual parenting ability. Great. Uh, if you find that that's not going to work for you and that you really need to be back in, in Colorado, your feet are, are much more landed there and that's where you're going to build your life. Then you can go there. He, he obviously has money. He can buy a home in Arizona or in, in Colorado and live in Colorado if, if he has the, the wealth to do it. Um, if he doesn't, then he can come visit you as well and, and try that. You, you both have to make that decision where, where you need to live for yourself and that other one can follow or they can travel and you can figure it out. Yeah. But I don't think you need to sacrifice yourself to go stay in Arizona if that's not where you want to be, because the bitterness that you're going to, to, to gain and your lifestyle, if there's going to be bitterness, you're, you're, your child's going to pick it up quickly and that's not going to be healthy. So you need to first do what's going to be the healthiest for you and your, your child will follow with, with their health as well, their mental health. Right on. And if the father wants to change his life and come live there, then he can do it because it's, it's no different than in life when you, 
make a decision for between two people. The deal has to be good for each one of you equally. And he's telling you to sacrifice, but he's not willing to sacrifice. That's not a good deal either. Yeah, It's got to work. It's got to be balanced for everybody. So I think the biggest decision, the person who holds the key to this thing, as far as you go and your son is you, because your, your son's obviously going to live with, with you for right now, because that's just the way I think the courts are going to work. For sure. And kiddos also are quite resilient. They mm-hmm. will adapt to the situation. And if they understand that the parents are happy, mm-hmm. they too are going to be more inclined to be happy. Yeah. And far as the, as far as your breakup, if it was, if it's, if it's breaking up now, if it would happen later, it's best that it happen now and you guys go forward in your lives and grow and don't have any bitterness because it wasn't meant to be. So get rid of, make sure there's no bitterness. And if it works out, you guys are able to find each other's love again, bless your hearts. Yeah, and I, 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 again, back to the partnership concept, I appreciate that. I appreciate that they seem to be prioritizing yes. the child, but prioritize it from the roots of happiness they then will gain from that. They will adapt to the situation. And be, because if you blink and 10 years go by, you can't unwind that. And that could do a lot of damage in the short term. I agree. So uh, we look forward to hearing back to see what your decision is. Right on. And uh, I have the confidence that you will make and take this and digest it and really realize you hold the key and you hold the decision for your own happiness, what you want to do. All right. Okay, number three. Hi, Jerry. I, 26-year-old female, have been having issues with my boyfriend of two and a half years, 24-year-old male. Let me start off by saying my boyfriend and I have had almost the best relationship I have ever experienced. He is the biggest sweetheart and treats me amazingly. We have been living together in our apartment now for a little over a year, have a dog, and it has been great. My issue with him has been our biggest issue in our relationship. I myself am very adventurous, outgoing, and just want to explore the world and enjoy my life before getting married or settling down. However, my boyfriend is the opposite. He would much rather stay home, save his money, and watch movies or TV. When it comes to doing things such as traveling or going to concerts, etc., I have to beg and plead my case for why we should go. We recently went to Hawaii, and I basically had to yank him there. I understand that it costs money to do all of these activities. However, we both have different perspectives on that. He is very stingy with his spending and wants to save all of this money as much as he can. Mind you, he has a lot saved for a 24-year-old. I myself save my money, but still like to enjoy traveling on a budget and doing experiences that will forever be memorable. With all that being said, here is the argument. We bought Coachella tickets for April of 2022 and paid for it in full. All right, cool. See you there. We are now getting ready to plan it. I told him the arrangements and gave him three options of how we can stay there. I did hours of research to find something that would be best and yet still affordable. In his eyes, this isn't affordable and is outrageous. He now said he doesn't want to go and we should simply sell the tickets and use that money for something else. And when I asked, what would you use it on? He stated, put it in my savings. At this point, I told him I am going to go 
with or without him. Since some of my friends are already going, I can just go with them. He then had the audacity to say, I wish you would just sell your ticket to and stay home with me. I tried explaining to him that money doesn't go with you when you die, but the memories and experiences will forever be remembered and cherished. I don't know if I can be with someone long-term who doesn't want to explore the world, travel, or make memorable experiences together. At this point, I'm not sure what to do. I need some advice. Our relationship is great in every other aspect except for this one big thing we can't seem to agree on. I appreciate your feedback. Thank you. Mm. So neither perspective is wrong, in my opinion. You've got a conservative fiscal perspective and one that is, sounds like she's saving, but I'm about living for today and experiencing life as well. I happen to align with that. Um, I know many people who are on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I, and I, and I would just say, Jerry, I think this, this at the roots here is longer term trouble. It's unfortunate that every other aspect seems to, seems to be working well right now. But as life goes on and there are homes or other purchases, boats or other vacations, I feel like this is going to be a recurring theme. So, Finance, finances are what one of the top reasons for marital issues, relationship mm -hmm. issues, long run. You got to get to some common ground on this one. It's not about Coachella. Coachella is merely today's symptom, longer run. If everything else is great, I think the talk here needs to be, boy, we've got to come. We both have to lean in on this thing or recognize we are going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to finances and saving and what what life's journey looks like here i'm i'm worried on this one uh it's good news is it's early mm -hmm. we can make a decision to be friends but realize that as a relationship our financial perspectives are different i just don't know i don't know how this so one i i look at this in, in, in an interesting way, and you were right on, right on the mark in the beginning. If you wanted to walk away from this fella uh, because you're going to be on, on you're, you're, you're at total different polarities on lifestyle, not you're wrong and not that he's wrong. You're absolutely correct about that. If, if he is this way today and he's going to be pretty much going down his life choice, you know, his life path by not wanting to do to travel and not want to have these experiences. And maybe he can even afford it, but some people never have enough security that they're willing to let go. Now, I, I'm friends with a, I recently met through my girlfriend, uh, a cousin of hers, 95 years old, her and her husband, he, he was a workaholic, but she said, you know, twice a year, they're going to be gone for two, you know, two weeks or a week. Mm -hmm. And they traveled everywhere. If you walk in this woman's house, it is the most eclectic house with art, you know, pieces from New Guinea, places from Africa. Places. Mm. It's the most amazing combination of stuff. Wow. But the stories that she has at 95 is you. This is, this is actually you that I can see when you're 95, right. that you have this wanderlust, you have this desire, this thirst to experience. Unfortunately, if this fella is not going to chime into it, you are 
you may want to think about he's a nice guy, but he may not be the guy right. to spend your life with. Right. And I also met a fellow when I was 10 years old, a, a, a partner of my father. And he came to me and he said, lad, he says, it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you save. And there's wisdom to that. Now, obviously, I did not take that lesson. <laughs> and maybe I should have. So there might be a combination of the two of you guys finding the compromise that you can do some of these things, but he's got to be able to go willing. He's got to want to experience these things with you, and he doesn't, and you're going to find your life experiencing these experiences with your girlfriends or other people, you know, and not the guy you're in love with then you're going to be missing out with that too. So there's some thought processes. And if you say goodbye to him, are you going to miss him? Are you going to say, gee, it wasn't worth all this. I'd rather be with him and I, I, should, I should give this thought up. Well, you might think that, that for a second, but reality is that uh, this is important to you. This, yeah. is, this is a part of who you are to do these experiences. And that's living life. And let me tell you, there's nothing like living life. I agree. I talk a, a lot about the rocking chair test. So when, when I'm in my rocking chair at the end and I sit back and I process mm -hmm. on life, uh, what do I want to be thinking about? And I think what I want to be thinking about is all the experiences I had. Mm -hmm. I don't need more stuff. You know, every year at holidays come up and it's, what would you like? I don't want to give you a gift card, this and that. And I don't want to give you money. I want to get you. I, I don't need more stuff. Socks. Anybody out there? Socks. Socks. That's great for, for me as well. I have black, I have gray, and I have white. We're going to fix you up. Yeah. You've got game. We're going to fix you up. But experiences. But there is nothing wrong with, you know, as we were talking about at the top, with the person whose life's goal is the biggest bank account. That's okay. And if, but you and, need to be aligned. And if, and if his mate has the same philosophy... Perfect. Bless your hearts. That's right. That's Bless right. your hearts. But if 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 it's going to be a conflict consistently, it's going to turn into bitterness and it's going to turn into just not a lot of fun. Right. At least from 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 my experience. You don't have to drag me to Hawaii. I'll say, where's the suitcase? Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like we get a lot of stories that say everything is perfect and then there's this this one thing, the but it really drives me nuts. And I think this is not just one thing. This is a bunch of things. This applies in so many different aspects and things that you are directly very passionate about. So this is not just one big thing. This is a lot more than one big thing. Right. Because if you're frustrated about this one big thing and it comes about like with a trip, like with the Coachella thing. Right. That's bleeding into everything else now. It's going to color everything else with that. So, yeah, I mean, two and a half years in with someone that, besides this, is basically perfect, is a horrible position to be in. It's it's honestly heartbreaking because I know what it's like to have someone so close, and I can't even imagine having one thing that crushes it but i think it's hard to consider this one thing i think it's a lot bigger and here here's here's the thing that's really got me concerned you're two and a half years in right you're going to go four and a half before you figure out you can't do anymore this is the you're right. you're, you're at that bridge right now yeah and this isn't uh you know i like popcorn and you like milk duds the, the finances and children 
in relationships are among the biggest topics. And this is a lifestyle. So the it rest is. of it isn't, it's, you know, it's easy to say the rest of it's perfect, but the fact is this is a third or, or more of what makes a relationship go or not. So it's not perfect. And I, and I hope there's a way to lean in and find a solution here. Mm-hmm. Because if the other aspects are good, it sounds like there's a pretty good foundation and a basis mm-hmm. to want to work on it. But this isn't just a rounding error. This is a good share of what makes a relationship work. And, and I'm wondering, is it really the money or he just doesn't like to travel? And he's just putting the, putting the money is becoming part of an excuse. If the money is an, an excuse, then you really have a big problem because traveling is so important to you. Because he could end up being, I, I, I'm impressed that he is he is saving his money. I mean, yeah, of course. It, 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 like we said, there's no there's no error here. It's just there's got to be some kind of common compromise that you yeah. guys can. This is a philosophical uh, decision. Yep, right on. And Are we aligned or not? And he need, he needs to be part of the solution as well to 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 that he wants to do this with you and and, and have some of these experiences. Because otherwise, you're not going to experience life on your terms. And you know, it's sort of like uh, one of the other stories we were talking about. So we're getting a perspective, and where my mind goes on this is, man, I'd love to have a conversation with him mm-hmm. to hear his point of view. Would he too say everything else in our relationship is perfect? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So go have go have go have a heart to heart, and then yeah. then make some choices if if it doesn't work out well. Right. True. Okay. My 19 female dad won't give my boyfriend 20 male permission to marry me. Here's a little context. So my boyfriend and I have been together for a little less than a year, but it has been absolutely real and unlike anything else. We met in college during our two-year program and got very close. We will be completing our program in May and have plans to move across the country to get jobs next fall. Seeing as we plan to move together, his family mentioned that marriage may not be a bad idea. We spoke about it a lot together and decided it may be beneficial not only for financials, but that way in the future we won't have to change anything on paperwork and can start fresh fresh married. My boyfriend wants my dad's permission before he asks to marry me, and he sat down with my dad to talk about it about a week ago. My dad didn't say no, but he told my boyfriend we should wait. My boyfriend is conflicted because we both want this and are kind of on a time crunch. My boyfriend is worried he may have to just go through with it without my dad's permission because this is what we want. Any advice? Go ahead, knock it off. (laughs) It's 2022, and I will tell you that the whole concept of permission to me feels a little outdated. So if it's right, it's right. Would it be nice to have blessings? Sure. Would you like to know that the parents on both sides are aligned and supportive? Yes. But I I don't know how you feel about that permission thing. I, I mean... Uh, I, I was married before, and um, to this day, my ex-father-in-law I adore. One of the best human beings I've ever met. Did I ask his permission? No, I did not. I'd like to know they're supportive, but it just it sort of dates back to the dowry. Do we have a box with the right blanket? And 
I and cash that. and gold and coins. I just, I don't quite get it. My, my, my first thing was not about the permission. My problem that I was, what I was hearing reading between the lines is that you guys are getting, you, everything you mentioned about getting married was for a convenience of something else. You get married because you are, you can't imagine life without each other and without being married. Mm. And as far as your father and the permission, I don't even know if you've sat down with your dad and had a conversation with him and said, dad, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts? And give him at least the respect that he did raise and he's only looking out for your best, what his thoughts might be. But I'm not your biological father. I'm only your write-in dad. (laughs) And my, my first thought is, is that Getting married because it's convenient for paperwork, it's convenient for this, it's convenient for that. Let me tell you, my flags are all up. You want to move, go out with them? Hey, knock yourself up, pack the car, go move. Go see how it works out. When you feel that you cannot live life and you don't want to live life with, without being together as a husband and wife, then you got my blessing. The words that you chose to deliver the story didn't rock, didn't rock me. Yeah. I w- I'm not the guy to go, that wants to go to your wedding and stand there and say, these people need to be married. And you know when you know. And, and whether we stay in this town or we move cross country. That's life. Yeah, that's life. That's just, really those those are any... those life experiences you just do together because it, it's not about having enough money to get married. You get married because you're going to take these challenges with one another. You're going to take these bumps. You're going to be all over the place. There's going to be success or there's going to be failure, but it's the two of you yeah. bravely doing it together. That's the That's reason. That's right. There's nothing magic about geogra- geography. No, not at all. Can we pause a second? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a limbo. <laughs> Headphones. Oh. I got a limbo out of here. Okay, moving right along. I'm a female, 21, that had hooked up with a guy three years ago, only one night. After two months, I started to date his younger brother, and he was okay with it, but the younger didn't know about the hookup with his brother, which again was just one night. After one month, the older brother decided to tell the younger that he got mad and broke up with me and stopped talking with him. After a year, I started to date the older brother, like, seriously. We do everything together, trips, dates, etc. But he is refusing to tell his younger brother because he is going to get mad and he doesn't want to hurt him. I just want to ask a question. So we're ta- she in- the, 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 the guy she hooked up with for the first one night is the older brother, and yep. now she is dating the guy that was the hookup. She, after yes. two months, started to date his younger brother. But now she's back to the older brother. Yes. They are dating. They're a great time. The younger time. brother doesn't yes. know. And the younger brother doesn't know. I'm, I'm totally with you now. Go ahead. Should I stay with him or leave ASAP? Thank you. Wow. <laughs> well. No. <laughs> I mean, are things going well or not? Uh, look, the younger brother is going to find out. Of course. And I can appreciate that a brother is going to, you know, a brother is going to want to, uh, at some point, respect his sibling. But 
I'm really tripped up on the way that ended. So why did why does she why is she asking us if she should break up with a guy she's having a great time with? Well, I don't know. I just think there's this there's this friend code that exists, and these these are brothers, yes, but there is a code among friends in life where when All you have bets. someone's ex, you don't go date someone's ex, All right? All bets are off until you until until you say I do. That's my, sure, my theory. But in this instance, we're playing that game with brothers, and it's a back-and-forth situation. But it has ended up that her true mate is the older brother. Right. So there's there's the literal brothers, and there's the figurative brothers. So the brother code, I, I, I mean, I'm an only child, but I understand that. And generally, I think the rule is they're untouchable. I've, I've lived this ex- exact experience. I've been here. I've been down this road. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> yeah. My brother and I, uh, yes, there was a woman that dated both me and my brother, and she was playing back and forth. And, you know, it isn't the same story because it sounds like you are having a good time with the older brother. There's a relationship going on. And if there is a relationship going on, and you, that's where you go. The, 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 it's not the younger brother who you crave and you're thinking about. It's the older brother. Why are you asking us if you should continue to see him? If you like him, be with him. Enjoy yourself. Embellish your relationship. The younger brother isn't, isn't the guy. He's not the one. He doesn't own you. He doesn't have rights to you. This is about your life. This is about who you're going to be with and who you're going to grow with and enjoy. If it's simply to go get it on and, and hook up, Hey, that's a different story. Then you may want to, you know, let them go work it out somehow. But the, this isn't about a hookup. This is really about that someone you're enjoying to spend time with. These were your words. I enjoy being with him. So a couple of thoughts here. In in the case that you brought up with your brother, yeah, were you both in the know the whole time? Uh, I was not in the know. Uh, I did I did find out pretty rapidly about it. Okay, and I looked at him, and he goes. And are you the younger brother? Or the I am older the younger brother. brother. So interesting. But I, but I dated her first. Okay. I was I was not interested. Okay. I ended it. Uh, she somehow found my brother. He there was never a dispute. Mm. We never argued about it. And the next thing I know is you know somehow she. <laughs> It's not part of our story, but the model. So this one's a little different because clearly the younger brother the has end of got the story, some emotion around this. At the end of the story, the brothers, with my brother and I, we, we, we never missed a beat. We're brothers. We love each sure. other to the very end. It's, you know, 50 years later, hey. So here, the older brother doesn't want to hurt the younger one. And I think she's saying, you know, should I end it now in spite of what seems to be a happy situation? Should I end it now because when the younger one figures it out, she's now going to be living in the middle of a nightmare? No, they'll they'll work it out. If if the relationship is real, it's going to, they'll be fine. If the relationship ends in the future, they'll still be fine. It's Boy, it could be the ultimate family feud, though. Uh, That's right. I just don't see it. It's a tough one. I, 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 I can see it. I can see from her standpoint, as great as things may be. Do I get out? Do I get out now? Because five years from now, I might be in the middle of World War III, well, and I'll be the cause. I'll True. tell you what. If she doesn't love him, she doesn't care enough about him. Well, that him, makes it easy. Yeah. Then if you don't really care about him, 
get out of it. Let let everyone go on with their life. You there's there's other there's other you know fish and other prey in the sea for you to go out for. <laughs> <laughs> Leave these, leave these two, leave the school official alone. But if you really care for him, then you stick right by him. Yeah, it's. I mean, the common theme on so many of these is you, you know, when you know. And it's easy to play quarterback from the outside, Monday morning quarterback. Only you know when you're in the middle of it. But this, this, this is a, this is a tough one for me. It's a tough one for me because I can see brotherly love wanting wanting to maintain that and and from her standpoint not wanting to be seen as the cause for what could be a decades long if not to the till somebody dies in the funeral it it was clear that the older brother sabotaged it by saying i slept with her before i had a one-night stand with her and the little brother got pissed and he said well that that's not acceptable for me i'm done i'm 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 a rat so did the older brother Come clean because he's tight with the younger brother and now has been hiding the relationship because he still has so much love for his brother. Well, we don't know if he has love for his brother or or he was sabotaging the relationship. That's true. We we don't know. But the bottom line is it's not about them. It's about her. And if she is, if you are locked into this guy and you are having fun and you're growing and this is the guy you still really want to date and you have these feelings for him then it's your job to continue to explore those feelings see where they develop and see where they go what's so interesting is i'm a pr guy so for for me to fully weigh in here now what i want is a letter from the other two and i want to see all three letters tell them right there there's the camera i want to see all three letters and then i want to compare notes and then i'll <laughs> yeah. feel empowered to render an opinion gonna, and we'll and, and we'll reconvene all right <laughs> yeah there's also like at the end of the day there's so many people out there that if this thing starts getting dicey onward let's 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 See what happens. Write us and tell us tell us more. Yes. Okay. I think we're going to end with some uh, some craziness here. Okay. Mm. Okay. Good. You got the team. When I was fourteen, I got someone pregnant who later ended up in jail. Shortly after my son. Back up. Back up. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> when I was fourteen. I got someone pregnant who later ended up in jail. Okay. Shortly after my son was born, the mother was put in jail for life. I raised my son by myself until he was 18. He left to go work in another state. This was deeply upsetting. He didn't talk to me for years until I heard that he was getting married. And I couldn't miss my only son getting married. So I decided that I would go to the wedding. As it turns out, he has made a pretty good life for himself and his in-laws were extremely well off. When I got to the wedding, my own son didn't even introduce me to the in-laws as his dad, but instead an old friend. The week before the wedding was going fine until the night before the wedding. I went to check on the bride who was in her room, but when I opened her door, she was kidding by her brother. When she saw me, she did everything to stop me from telling my son. She bribed me with $80,000, which I reluctantly accepted. At the ceremony, (laughs) 
At the ceremony, I realized that I couldn't go through with lying to my son about his wife. So I stood on my chair and yelled it out to my son. Does anyone have something? Any, any have a, anybody have a reason? That's right. Oh, okay. It was the most embarrassing moment for all of us. She tried to convince him that she is still fine to be married, but my son walks away. Well, I spilt my beverage. I mean... Okay, so his, his Talk son... Talk about a finale. His, his son walked away. Yeah, I mean, I... And that's, it's just, and that's all we got? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Wow. Well, first, I, have a, I had a couple of thoughts. First of all, something went on in their life where, the, where a son is not going to call his father and say, Dad, I'm getting married. Right. There is an issue that we are that someone's not coming clean with on that because that the whole the whole departure at eighteen, gone gonzo. So the fact know, the fact that 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 he raised a child, the mother went to jail. We didn't even need to hear that part because that had nothing to do with the story. Um, the fact that you were gonna that, that you walked in on the bride to be her brother. Um, and then you took eighty thousand dollars rather than go talk to your son right off the bat. That screwy is all. Seems hell. a little out there. So, what part of the story do we want to really pay attention to? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just. I mean, what's a, the uh, ultimate question, though? There isn't. That's why we're just like. Do I chase? Do I think his question is, do I go chase my son? <laughs> do, or wait, do I? Do he's got eighty grand? He did get eighty grand from. I, I don't know if she had a cash in a drawer <laughs> next to the prophylactics from her right, brother right, that right. she said that he can go to her son and say, son, now that you, you know, we made 80 grand on the deal. It's hidden, it's hidden in the mattress. But now the bride-to-be, was it her own brother? Yes. Well, so, I mean, this is just problematic from just about every, <laughs> every angle. It just sounds like, I don't know if you remember back, but when I was like, you know, in my teens, there was a magazine called Penthouse. Of course. And the penthouse forms. Yes. They had stories they were that were wonderful just, letters. And they were absolutely insane. There was no way there was reality to this. They were all true, Jerry. <laughs> okay. You guys are see, seeing my expressions here. I don't know what to take from this story, and I and I don't know what you guys want to take from this story. Do we have anything really that's great for the end? So we can give them something really, a story that will help them in their life. The worst guest at my wedding will be my mother. Buckle up because this one is a doozy. Shoulder harnesses. We are fastened in. I'm just going with the lap belt. Okay. My parents divorced when I was 17. I am now 20. And my father remarried approximately one year after the divorce to my wonderful stepmom. There is not much to say about my parents' marriage, but that it started with teen pregnancy, had a timeline of infidelity on both ends, and other fights that a a closed door could not muffle. Mm -hmm. My father and stepmom started their relationship before my parents' marriage was over, at least on paper, lol. So it is safe to say my mother does not like my stepmom. I would love to have my stepmom at my wedding because she and I have bonded for the past couple of years. And I truly love my mother, but she can be conniving, especially to those she does not like. 
To top it off, I invited my childhood best friend and family whose mother was the one who tipped off my father about my mother's infidelity. Me and this friend were close from being babies to middle school age when my mother all of a sudden, all of a sudden, said I was not allowed to see her anymore and proceeded to fill me in with lies about said friend so I would not seek her. Mm. That friend is now a bridesmaid, and I am overjoyed to be reconnected but terrified of my mother's reaction to friend and her family being invited. I want to have a sit-down talk with her about her behavior, especially on my big day, but she can be super narcissistic and pull out the book of thousands of reasons she can never be in the wrong. I just want a good day on my day without her flipping out. What should I do? Mm-hmm. I got this one, but you, I'm going to let you start. Well, I mean, it, I, I had complications on my own wedding day, you know, based upon divorced parents and family dynamics. And, and what I'm identifying with on this one is the stresses as you're coming into your big day, a day that's supposed to be all about you and perfect, and yet you're standing there and you're worried about dynamics that may or may not materialize. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm with the writer on this one. Um, but take it, Jerry, because uh, I, I'm thinking about my own past on this one. I'm really empathetic about some of the stressors uh, being faced here. So I, I, it, it, you said it right from the beginning. Everyone was cheating on everybody at this point in time in the very beginning. There was a marriage that, was, that was really came together for the wrong reason. I... I the fact that you were you were conceived and you were born, that's the most beautiful thing. The fact that your parents felt at that time the only way they can get they, they can accept this is to go get married, but then hate each other through the marriage, and obviously everything kept, you know, getting more toxic and so there's you know, infidelity everywhere. We got we, we that's clear. Now you now you just simply go to your mom and you just have the conversation that you that you've already said you're going to take and you're going to have, mom. The, the the marriage obviously should never have happened, and I'm sorry that everyone was in, you know everyone had their infidelity, everyone did their own thing, and how we found out about it really isn't important. The good news is is that you're free of it, and dad's moved on, and you get to move on, and right now. I'm moving on. I'm getting married, and you're always going to be my mom, and my dad's always going to be my dad, and who's ever going to be in your life. So we got a long life ahead of us. We got a long road still to go. We're only at you know, at the, at, we're only at the first third of of of, of the map. We got the rest of the country to travel, and the world. So my feeling is is that get on board, because it's going to happen. Nothing's going to stop it. These people are coming. We're going to have a great time. If you want to show up and enjoy it and, and come with, with the spirit of this wedding, I want you there. And if you can't come with that spirit, Mom, I love you, but I, I'll understand for you not coming. And that's, that's the conversation. It's, it's simple. It's clear. It's concise. You are now an adult. You are on, your, on this next portion of your life. And they're only the guest at this point in time. They're not the star of the show you are right I, there's a lot of power in that i mean ultimately it's this is my day mm-hmm. this is about me and my partner and i'm the child and it's your job to prioritize me now i'm put aside your differences mm-hmm. for me on this day or as you say make a choice not to be there that wouldn't be my desire i would want my parents there mm-hmm. 
and I would want my parents to be the adults, as you well so well put, Jerry, um, on my day. Did I this get rid of your stress? Well, I mean, I you I'll were tell feeling you, it. It, it I, I, I was because I'll tell you, at mine, we were um, my ex-wife and I both had a healthy amount of fear that this individual who was in our life would, in fact show up and disrupt right in the midst of the ceremony. We, I mean, to the point where we had the pastor and we had security arrangements, and it was really a very challenging thing. Um, and ultimately, all we would have wanted is for 24 hours, heck, for, for one hour, the ceremony itself, put aside whatever's happened in the past. This isn't about you right now. This is about me. And if you love me and you care about me, you'll prioritize me. And hit pause on that. If tomorrow you want to resume the bitterness, mm -hmm. go ahead and do it. But not on my turf, on my day. Yeah. Well, I hope that uh, you heard this one and, and, I, and uh, you're able to have a conversation that will uh, get her to either make the choice to come in peace and hopefully go through the rest of your life in peace so that you don't need to you know, carry this toxicity. It's it's old news. It's let's move on and go forward. That was that we cashed that check yesterday. Let's 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 move on. So much time is spent carrying around baggage, bags for others that aren't even ours to carry, and that's a little bit of what this is. The past is the past. You can't change it. How are we going to choose to go forward? And we wish you luck in your wedding, and we hope you have a great one. Absolutely. I think that's our that's our show, and I think uh, we look forward to seeing you for number. 13. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. And there's so much about these that I just am craving follow-ups. Please do that. Good night, everybody. And we uh, hope to have new socks for you next, next week. And we'll be back uh, every Tuesday. We launch the new one. Well, we've met before, but this was our first week and to really get to enjoy each other for some, some great moments. And I had a great time with you today. Yeah, right on. Right back at you. And this was fun. Let's do this again and again and again. I'm in. So guys, send your love in for, uh, for not only dad, Jerry, but, uh, dad, Jason. Thank you so much.